My doctor said what is a program for health information. Be careful that if you want treatment and diagnosis of disease, you need to go to your local health care provider. Hi, and welcome back to My Doctor Said What? This is a health information program that gives you information to take control of your health, your life, to have a better quality and quantity of life and a happier life. And with that, we'll go over first a little fun fact. I always like to put fun facts in my 15-minute podcast. That is radon. Radon. If you're exposed to decent levels of radon in your house, you'll never know it. It's invisible. It doesn't have any odor. It's just radioactive particles that come from sedimentary rock uh, below the foundation of your house. It's particularly susceptible in basements. So if you're in an area, and you can easily look up on any search engine, if you're in a radar-prone area, you need to have your house tested for radon. And you say, oh, that might be complicated, this, that. It's a pretty cheap and easy test you can get on Amazon or other places. And you can even get a little monitor for $100 so you can check your whole neighborhood. You can split the costs or do whatever you want. But make sure that your house is safe from radon at a level that's acceptable. It's the equivalent of smoking three packs of cigarettes a day at a level beyond the recommended safe level by the government. So please check for radon. It's one of those invisible killers that we never understand. And all of a sudden, the non-smoker gets lung cancer. And it can be a very um, serious threat to your health. And with that, we're going to go ahead also get your yearly physical. I mentioned that on the last podcast. Please get your yearly physical. It doesn't have to take long if you've got white coat syndrome and you really hate it or if it's a, it's a uh, money problem. You just have to take in the measures to do a simple yearly physical with your health care provider. Catch it early. It's a lot easier to cure things, and the outcomes are much better. And with that, we're going to go into medical errors and misdiagnosis is our first topic. Uh, We're going to not dwell on this very long, but about 25 to 35% of all diagnoses are not accurate. So you don't want to be misdiagnosed. If you ever have a concern, you feel like you're not having a relationship with your healthcare provider that you should have, then you need to get a second opinion or be referred to a specialist. Many times uh, your primary care physician or primary care provider, uh, physician's assistant or nurse practitioner, if they're smart, they're going to recommend a specialist for things that are outside of their expertise anyway. But if they don't, you need to ask. Uh, If you've got skin issues, another fun fact, all the things that you wear, the things you breathe, the things you eat, can all have allergens or irritants in the world we live in. We were uh, created to be naked. Apparently, spring break, we're getting back there. But I can tell you right now, even some of the fabrics or the detergents used can cause long-term issues with low-lying allergies. And you need to go to a dermatologist for that. So if you've got chronic problems with something in your scalp or your skin, see your dermatologist. Uh, You want to make sure that uh, misdiagnosis is uh, not something that is life-threatening. And if, like I said, if you have chronic pain or you can't get answers that you're happy with, get a second or third opinion. You've got to improve your communication. Be your advocate for your health. Make sure that you let your health care provider know in detail 
what you're feeling, how you feel, and what the pain involves, whether it's mental or physical or emotional. And you want to have engagement. And again, that yearly physical lets them know you and you know them. You'll have a a baseline of clinical tests over time that'll be extremely helpful in looking at your healthcare over time. And that, if you change providers, that health information will go with you. So make sure that you, your new physician or new healthcare provider has that information. And be the advocate for your own healthcare and the champion of your health and life. And with that, we'll get into our real topics of medical information. And as the Pussycat dolls say, I bet you wish your doctor was frank like me. Well, that might not be exactly the lyrics, but just so you know, it's Frank Talk with Dr. Frank. I'm going to tell you the truth in simple terms, not in technical jargon, so that you can understand and take control of your health. First of all, let's talk about chronic inflammation. That's a low-grade, long-term inflammation. If you do a yearly physical or if you have a blood test, always ask that they add CRP, uh, C-reactive protein. Really simple test, doesn't cost a lot of money, and it's a great indicator of long-term low, uh, long-term low-grade inflammation. Also, if you have any history of heart disease, if you have risk factors for heart disease or cardiac events, then you need to get the CRPHS. That's specific to C-reactive protein that looks at a specific one for heart and stroke risk. So remember those two terms when you go and ask for your um, blood test during your physical or if you need one for any issues that you think you have long-term inflammation. Uh, here's the things that cause us long-term inflammation issues. First is excess body weight or obesity. Excess body fat contributes to inflammation because it produces inflammatory bodies called cytokinins and chemicals. So you have to be aware of that. Again, that CRP, C-reactive protein, will measure that when you get blood tests. Age, as you get older, we get chronic inflammation such as osteoarthritis or uh, different uh, immune, uh, immune responses will come up. Allergies get worse. It can get better, worse. You have changes in hormones like we talked about last week. So your body changes over time, and you have to recognize those changes, understand which ones are normal, but if you think for any reason they're abnormal, then you need to talk to your healthcare provider. And if you have a relationship with them over the years, they'll see those changes. So watch that because accumulation of damage to cells and tissues happens with age. Skin gets thinner, hair gets thinner, hair grows over other parts of your body that you don't necessarily want. Uh, you get to go through uh, odd hormone changes that cause things like acne and dry skin that you didn't have before. Be particularly careful about sun. We all know that. Use your sunscreen. Then you've got genetics. Certain genetic uh, variations can increase your risk of chronic inflammation. And they do that by affecting your immune system function. And that's why sometimes as we age, or all of us when we get to a certain age, have a tougher time fighting different uh, bacteria, viral, or fungal infections. So you want to prevent 
all those issues as much as you can, but we're all, we don't live in a bubble. So you're going to get things like the flu, which you can be vaccinated against, which makes the symptoms milder, um, different things from the common colds, which are a wide host of diseases of by viruses, et cetera, et cetera. You want to make sure that you are on top of that. And if your family genetics say that your immune response didn't fare well as they got older, then you need to be particularly aware of that. Uh, chronic infections, such as like hepatitis C, hep C, uh, be tested. Make sure that you don't have some underlying infection that you weren't aware of. Uh, and that can happen at any time in your life. You have an exposure and you may end up uh, getting something that can be cured easily when you first have that infection or inflammation, but becomes extraordinarily difficult and harmful if it continues to reside in your body unchecked. Autoimmune disorders, such as rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, these are things that are chronic inflammation as your immune system attacks uh, the tissues in your body. What can you do other than your yearly physical to help prevent these kind of chronic inflammations. First of all, poor diet. Got to cut down on the sugar, got to get rid of the processed foods. Watch refined or um, non-complex carbohydrates. In other words, eat the good stuff, grains, and et cetera, and uh, try to get rid of the junk food. Saturated trans fats, um, you want healthy fats, not saturated and trans fats because they can promote chronic inflammation. Sedentary lifestyle, we, many of us have jobs where we don't work, thank God, like they did 100 years ago, very physical labor. But just going to the gym a few times a week, it's better than nothing, but it's not the same as having a job which keeps you in physical shape. So what you've got to do is make sure you're up and about walking on a regular basis, whether it's down the hall or whatever. Get so many steps in, walk before and after work, do whatever you can to make sure that you're moving because you're going to wear out or you're going to rust out long before you wear out. So just remember that. Smoking, if you smoke, stop. If you vape, stop. Two greatest risk factors you could ever put in your life. Uh, chronic stress, you've got to relax. Uh, you've got to find a way, whether it's through meditation or prayer or exercise or just deep thought, deep breathing, you've got to find a way to decompress, not just once a day, but every time you start feeling that stress build up. Environmental factors, test your house for mold if you think you have any leaks, can lead to chronic infection. Pesticides, can cause, they can be endocrine uh, disruptors, which affect your hormones, your thyroid, your different uh, hormones. So you've got to be careful about those and read the labels when you use something, whether it's a DIY project or are using pesticides around your lawn or whatever. Read the directions, follow the directions, use the precautions. Um, people do things like saw fiber cement board all the time without any kind of dust mask or not outdoors, uh, can be exposed to asbestos. You want to be careful. Remember those things might not bother you in the short term, but in the long term, they can be really issues. So with that, we're going to go to our last topic. What's the best preventative actions and treatment options for obesity or being overweight? 
Diet. Quit worrying about all the fad diets. Two diets you want to keep in mind, Mediterranean or the DASH diet. Both of those kind of are better interpretations, more modern, of the food pyramid, which has not been invested in as much as we'd like lately. So what you've got to do is eat plenty of fruits and vegetables, get the right uh, uh, amounts of those each day, nuts, legumes, which are beans, uh, lentils, yeah, keep plenty of those in your diet. And contrary to common belief, red meat that's lean, lean red meat that's not uh, smothered in sugary sauces two or three times a week has been shown to be very beneficial in addition to the DASH and the Mediterranean diet. Mediterranean diet. Also, reduce your salt intake. Whatever you do, keep that salt intake low. Don't add salt. Exercise regularly, even if it's just walking, but you've got to have at least 30 minutes a day, every day. Uh, behavior modification. You've got to track your food intake and your physical activity and set realistic goals. Now, realistic goals are you're not, you don't want to lose a pound a day. That's not realistic. You can do it, but it's not a great way. It's not a lifestyle change, and it's going to lead to a lot of disappointment. You're going to gain weight again. Once you've created fat cells, they're there forever. They just reduce and shrink in size. So if you start to go back up, you're going to go back up in the same shape and more quickly. So what you want to do is keep it off if you can ahead of time. If not, you want to make sure your middle remains, as we said the other week, take your hyphen inches, divide in half. That weight size should not exceed that. Uh, medication. You can get prescription weight loss medications, and there are several new ones that uh, have come out, but they'll reduce your appetite, do a lot of things, increase your fullness feeling, or your feeling of fullness, and that's uh, what happens when you're a little dyslexic. But what you want to do is make sure that you talk to your healthcare provider and decide whether those are right for you. All medications have side effects, and many times the benefits far outweigh the side effects but at other times they don't. So then you've got surgery options, the different ones, so the banding, et cetera, of the stomach. And those are extreme measures, and they can have some pretty rough consequences. If you're morbid, morbidly obese, hundreds and hundreds of pounds, then talk to your healthcare provider, and you'll have to make that decision. But Preventing that in the first place is a wonderful way to go. But if you're at that stage, talk carefully to them, get at least two opinions, and understand that that is not an easy road in a number of ways. Supporting counseling, have a group that supports you. And with that, we're so thankful that you're here again. Listen to us on any podcast of your choice. We uh We'll welcome your comments at mdswpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Thanks again. This is Dr. Frank.